And it's important to note that NBA free agency is not a transaction, even though it's often referred to as one. Hello and welcome to One More Thing. I am your host, Brian Adams, and as always, I am so excited that you are here today. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at Brian Chris Adams, or you're welcome to email into the show if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes. The email address is pod one more thing, all one word, at gmail.com. Again, that's pod, P O D, one O N E, more thing, all one word, at gmail.com. So this week, we have one thing on my mind, and it is in relation to negotiating. And we're going to talk about maximum plausible position and how the Charlotte Hornets recently screwed this up so bad it makes me so angry. I cannot even help it if you are a tortured sports fan. I am a tortured sports fan. I feel like every Charlotte Hornets fan is a tortured sports fan, and it is not great. So with that said... We're going to talk about what maximum plausible position is and how it relates to a negotiation and how the Hornets should have used it in order to retain their three-time All-Star, All-NBA player, Kimba Walker. So, what is maximum plausible position? Maximum plausible position is the most beneficial outcome a party can reasonably hope to achieve during a negotiation. So that is the most beneficial outcome that a party can reasonably hope to achieve. Now, it's got to be reasonable. That's part of maximum plausible. It's in the name. It's got to be a reasonable position, but it is your most advantageous position. Now, in negotiations, there are two kinds of negotiations we'll quickly go over today. The first is transactional. Typically, transactional negotiations are price only. Think of them as buying a car at the used car lot. It's a negotiation based on price. You don't really care about the service package. You don't really want the tire and wheel coverage. You just want the car at a price. What is the price? And so that's what you're negotiating on. Unfortunately, in basketball, price is not the only consideration. This is especially true in the NBA, where there are 450 players. But to be one of the top teams in the NBA, it takes, history tells us recently, two to four all-stars, preferably two to four all-NBA level players. And the Hornets had one of those guys. His name was Kimbo Walker. He's been an all-star the last three years. And this year, he was an all-NBA third-team player. All of this while playing in Charlotte for the last eight years, including the last four years on a below-market contract. Now, it was below market because they locked him up with a rookie extension, and they paid him $12 million a year for the last four years, and that was so cheap. You ought to be able to win, and you ought to be able to put together a winning team when you have that kind of talent locked up to a cheap contract. Think of it as a rookie quarterback in the NFL. This is, it is a golden nugget, and you have to optimize it. But the Hornets didn't do that, and so... They just lost Kimba Walker. Now, we just ended 
NBA free agency. So when I'm saying the Hornets lost Kimball Walker, that's because he left as a free agent. And NBA free agency happens in July of every year. We just had about half of the league sign a new contract. And it's important to note that NBA free agency is not a transaction, even though it's often referred to as one. The reason it's not a transaction is because more than just the price matters. There are relationships with players. There are relationships with agents. There are relationships with your current players and future players you'd like to recruit. And so because of that, it's never about just the one contract. And if you're trying to build a team, trying to build a competitor, trying to build an NBA-level champion, it takes getting two to four of these guys on a team together. And the Hornets had one. They had one. Kemba loves Charlotte. He said it repeatedly. He said it in, I think, every interview over the past two years when asked about his free agency. He wants to be here. He even said before free agency started, he was willing to leave money on the table. That's incredible. He was willing to leave money on the table. And the optics matter. How this looks to the rest of the league, to the agents, to the coaches, to the players, matters. And so if you're going to do this badly, it will affect the future. That's why it's not a transaction. So the optics matter. And this is what the Hornets screwed up. All right, now a maximum plausible position means that each side comes to a negotiation, and in a negotiation, the goal is to reach an agreement, which means an agreement is the point. You don't negotiate if you're not planning to reach an agreement. And the Hornets apparently did not understand this. They came into the negotiation with a singular offer of five years, $160 million for Kemba Walker. It's life. I cannot imagine making $160 million over the next five years. But then again, I have not earned that. I am not an amazing basketball player as much as I would like to be one. But that was not good enough. Kimball Walker, because he made All-NBA, he was one of the top 15 players in the NBA, he was eligible for a five-year, $221 million contract from the Hornets. And before free agency even started, he, he said, I am willing to give that up. I don't need it. I don't have to have it. So, well, what's, what's the next number? Well, the Hornets could have offered a regular max contract. So the five-year 221 is known as the super max. Then there is the five-year 190 million contract. Just a normal max, a regular max. 190 million. Again, an incredible offer. And then the Hornets came in at five years, 160 million. Well, what's important to keep in mind is the Hornets knew, they knew other teams were going to try to sign Kimba Walker. He's a free agent, he could sign anywhere. But the most another team could offer him is four years, 141 million, which is the contract he ended up signing signing with the Boston Celtics. So four years, $141 million. That would be effectively saying, okay, Kimball Walker, we're the only team that can offer you the extra fifth year 
This is the maximum plausible position by the Hornets. And because of that, we don't know if you're going to be a 30 or $40 million player that year, but we'll guarantee you $20 million. So you may not get $20 million. He may have signed with the Boston Celtics for four years, and he may get to that fifth year and only be $10 million, $5 million. He may get injured and be out of the league, and he would have missed out on $20 million. So it's not that the Hornets made an implausible offer. It is a completely plausible offer. But they did not negotiate. That was the only offer. That was it. It was a take-it-or-leave-it negotiation. Well, why did the Hornets do that? Well, the Hornets did that because that was the most they could offer him and stay under the luxury tax because they've made a bunch of other terrible contract signings. So it was the most they could offer and stay under the luxury tax without making additional moves. That would be difficult to make. I mean, it would just be hard to do. You could do it, but it would cost the Hornets something in terms of a draft asset, cash, future players, some future cap space, something. It was going to cost them something to get under the luxury tax if they paid Kimball Walker more than five years, $160 million. So now we've covered the Hornets made a reasonable offer according to maximum plausible position, but then they didn't negotiate off of that. They only had that singular offer. So here's what should have happened in this case. I emphasize should because the Hornets should have been able to keep their best player ever, and if they were only going to make the one offer, they should not have been in the position that they were in. They should have traded him two years ago, a year ago, at the trade deadline six months ago, but they should not have lost him for nothing if they were not going to negotiate. And they had plenty of time and existing relationship. They would have been able to discuss with Kemba what his expectations for an extension would have been, And so because of that, they screwed this up royally. So what should have happened, the Hornets come in, say Mr. Agent, in this case his name is Jeff, Jeff Schwartz, wonderful agent. Jeff, we really love Kimba. We love the player he's become. We love what he means to this team, to this city. We want to keep him here. We have some issues on our side. And we know that Kimba is eligible for these two contracts at a greater price, but we're hoping that you could meet us somewhere closer to what we can afford under the luxury tax this year of five years, $160 million. And at that point, his agent, I'd imagine if I'm his agent, I'd go, nah, come on guys. This is one of the top 15 players in the league. He has demonstrated his value he has played on a below contract deal I mean do you really want to say to your franchise player who loves this city and wants to be here that all you're worth to us is just under the luxury tax I mean come on y'all know you can do other moves to get under the luxury tax you know you can do it you may not want to but you can do it and he's said he's willing to come off he doesn't need that five-year 221 million but we're thinking five years, $200 million would be a good, reasonable position. And so that might have been Kimball Walker's agent's maximum plausible position. Again, he is trying to get the best possible deal for his clients. So on the one hand, you have the Hornets, five years, $160 million, And you have 
the the agent at five years, two hundred million. That has now set up the two ends of the spectrum to negotiate on, and in the middle is the zone of potential agreement. Now, why this is important is because in a true negotiation, is you ought to be able to discuss any number of factors. So everything's a factor here: yearly raises. Does the contract increase or decrease over time? Does the number of years matter? Is there a player option? There's a lot of potential solutions. But let's say for a second we're sticking with price. The years are the same. The price is $40 million apart. Most people would go, okay, well, let's just split the baby, so to speak, which is a terrible idea generally in negotiation, and meet at five years $180 million. That might have been a deal. That might have been where they were pushing. In fact, we saw Tobias Harris with the Philadelphia 76ers agree to a contract just under the max. He wasn't eligible for the five years, $221 million, but he was eligible for five years, $190 million. And they, he agreed to five years, $180 million. I would say that's a pretty fair deal. It helps the team out just a touch. Kimball Walker would be the franchise guy. He would be known as the franchise guy. And that might have gotten a deal done, except the Hornets only made the one offer, and they were not willing to come off it. That was it. That was the only offer. And so instead, Kimball Walker said, guys, I've been here, and you're not going to respect me? I played on a below-market deal because that was what I was worth at the time, but now I'm worth that extra 20 to 40 to $60 million dollars almost a third more than what they offered him. I mean, I cannot imagine anyone in any job market would take two-thirds of what, what they should be paid, what the market says they should be paid. And so because of that, the Kemba agreed to a deal with the Boston Celtics. The Hornets lost an asset in the process. They looked terrible, and they made it more difficult for themselves to get top-tier talent in the future, whether that's talent already on the team or talent they want to recruit to the team. And so it is just a very bad situation of how to manage a negotiation. The point of a negotiation is get to a deal. And if you're, not, if you're only willing to make the one offer, you should have known that six months, a year, a year and a half, two years ago, and planned accordingly so that you didn't have this happen. This is the worst of all possible worlds because now fans like myself have been hurt in the process. We didn't need this. We certainly didn't need this. And I just, I cannot imagine this being an acceptable outcome. So if the Hornets had used maximum plausible position effectively, maybe Kimba, a fan favorite, would still be a Hornet. And I hope you'll take this and apply this to any negotiation in the future because I've found that most of life is a negotiation in one form or another. And if you state the maximum plausible position and work effectively, you can reach better deals no matter the circumstance. And that's one more thing for this week. Thanks. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One More Thing with Brian Adams and allowing me to speak encouragement and practicality over and into your business life. I hope you're going to share this all over social 
with the people in your life and in your world, letting us know the difference this podcast is making. I would love to hear how you are using the information to impact the world. I can't do this without you. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you because there's always one more thing.